I grew up with this album. I went to see Marillion live when they when this album was toured. I loved this album and it was a real it was a real part of my childhood. We're talking about Fugazi, 1984, and you know the the album which had to build on the success of Script for Justice Tear, which I also loved. Um, I realised that. Um, do you realise? I realised that um, that Fish and Marillion were Genesis heavy. I understood that. So when people said Genesis, Genesis, yeah, I understand that. But actually, there's more to it than that. There was a little bit more poetry going on. And you know, when I was in college at this time, I really, I really linked with that. So I'm really pleased that this overlooked album, which was born out of adversity, because Ian Mosley was the, the new drummer. They'd had they'd had what they'd had what three drummers, um, I think, before they settled on him. It's his first album with the, with the band. He'd come in very soon to when it was recorded, and um, I think it's kind of overlooked. I think people go, oh yeah, yeah, okay, but but you know, Kaylee, remember that a few years, you know, a, a year later, I do remember that, and I love that album as well. I love Misplaced Child as well, particularly, um, particularly the end of the album actually, but um, you know, White Feather and things like that. But this album has a special place in my heart. It really does, and I don't think they were as kind of cheesed off. You can say pissed off if you like. I'll say it, and um, and attacking um, again. Although actually clutching at straws, but that has a kind of self-pitying feel to it as well. And so does um, misplaced child. It has a kind of lyrical lilting feel to it. This doesn't, I don't think. And I think it goes places, darker places than the first album. I'm really pleased that it's been given. Um, a remastering buff up and that it's uh, it's actually um, been well um, extended I suppose I mean you don't get a lock of um, a fish's hair or Mark Kelly's hair you get a lock of that you don't get you don't get to Steve Rothery's odour eaters if he does wear them which I'm not sure or anything like that. So it's not as if it's, as if it's you know you, you can get their personal phone numbers if you if you buy an extraordinarily expensive version, but you do get several discs here. It looks really good, and I'm really pleased to have that. So you have the remix stereo, uh, stereo versions by Andy Bradfield and Avril McIntosh. We'll talk more about that in a minute. They have done Script for Justice Tear and Clutching at Straws. Isn't it funny how this album was overlooked? When you do that, let's do the first one because it was a big success. And the third one, because that was an even bigger success. Leave that second one. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll get... Oh, we've had, we've had Clutching at Straws, I think. I think this is the last one, isn't it? So we get a, a, um, we get a sort of... We get a new documentary in there and a live album too. Or, yeah, a live disc. You'll know the album. If you know the band, you'll know the album. You'll know how wonderful it is. From the attacking assassin to the kind of end of the pier, but really quite nasty Punch and Judy. The grace of charts, actually. There's beauty here as well. Jigsaw is just a... 
it's a it's a lovely lilting thing until you get that huge attack in the chorus. I I've always loved it. Fugazi itself. I mean, okay, we've got the Brixton chess line. Not entirely delighted around that line, but live it was great. Well, it wasn't. I mean, he didn't do too much, but standing behind uh, behind a gauze with smoke. You know, I was only young, and I thought that's marvelous. That look at the theatricality of that. Doing my theatre studies A level. <laughs> it was great to see, and it sounds good here. Actually, what the um, the re- the remastering or the stereo remixing or whatever it's called does is that it makes things pop out. So you know, in Punch and Judy, you've got the bass. Pete Travis's bass is is huge all the way through this, which is nice to hear. And you've got little little bits that I didn't hear before, like a little Morse code synth line in Punch and Judy. You know, you've you've got more of a flow with Emerald Lies. It does seem as though. It's a bigger, you know, loping monster. And it really, it, it's its just a bigger song. Bass again is huge. Incubus rises to an enormous size. And then in Fugazi, I don't remember how um, the little narrative you get. It's far more louche. It sounds, it's, it sounds like some kind of old actor manager telling, talking about, uh, about how London is now, dear boy. It's a bit like that. I never, I never recognised that before. Bear in mind I was listening to the tape when it first came out. Oh, yes. And then got the CD later. But this is a little bit special, actually. Makes the middle section really portentous as well. And then we've got the live um, stuff, which is big. There's a lot of it, I mean. It's from Montreal in 1984. But, you know, if you've got Real to Real, which was another real feature real, real feature of my childhood or growing up hood. Um, if you've listened to that, it's not going to give you much difference to that, actually. It's it's a bit harder than the stuff at Leicester D. Montford, what a crowd! You know, um, Leicester D. Montford Hall stuff on Real to Real. Punch and Judy has certainly got an attack to it, actually. The bass is, again, bigger, but Fish's voice is a little bit distant at the beginning. Does sound rather more urgent. Charting the single, I've always overlooked that song. It's, it's more majestic here. The bass comes out. It's really good to hear stuff like He Knows You Know. And Fugazi does sound absolutely enormous. Whereas, and Forgotten Sons, which now, you know, Holt, who's there? Death, enter, friend. You know, all of that, I now think, oh, yeah, I know. Blimey, I was only young. But actually, this song sounds really important now as it is here, because it's given a real sweep. Really good stuff, actually, to hear this. Really good. And then, actually, we get Garden Party and uh, Market Square Heroes, of course, to end. Garden Party is great to hear at any time. What you also get is, I do like, um, may I be so modest to suggest a fellow is lovely. And um, I also get, I'm rocking. I'm, that he leaves it for the Montreal crowd to say the obvious uh, next word and only one person shouts it it sounds like we also get thank you Montreal what a crowd not as good as the Montford thing but you know that's just me remembering things ain't it and <laughs> Market Square Heroes as I say it's always going to be great I mean lives like I got a golden handshake that nearly broke my arm is just extraordinary and it's a real it's a real 
affirmation of the band and the fans and the wonderful feeling and the party and everything and it it works just as well here as it does on reel to reel and that's saying something because it's bloody great on that this is really wonderful to to hear and you know the, the the deluxe version looks sumptuous i'll be getting it but this is just great to listen to again it's an overlooked album and if this gave me an opportunity to revisit it i feel bad that i didn't before this world is totally fugazi ta ta